say you start out with a focus on the, as we did with this conversation, on the genuine alarm that any sane person will come to if they study the environmental record today. It's truly alarming. And, and so what you're saying is, is that the ecological crisis itself requires a, a, a sort of halt, a full stop, and what you call a, a radical rehab. Now, in terms of what we're trying to fix here with this environmental crisis, of course, it's something that's actually gone wrong with a relative realm. We're not talking about the ground of being falling apart or becoming polluted. or We're talking about a relative wholeness. That relative wholeness has been disrupted and fragmented. And that can happen precisely because it's in the relative realm. So you are talking about a kind of a radical rehab in our, uh, in our approach to this. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what you mean by that and, and that sort of full stop that, that we require. Well, part of what I do in the book is to address people who are in one or another um, expression of denial, denial of Right. our real situation. And I contend that almost all of us, myself included, tend to find our way into some measure of denial all the time simply because we're social creatures living in a culture that is entirely committed to denial and no one is immune to those influences. Right. And therefore, there is a an awakening to the seriousness and the disturbing nature of the situation that, you know, has, it requires that two-by-four across the forehead. On the other hand, deeper than that disturbance is an intuition of the uh, inherent uh, goodness of existence, not just the uh, ever-present uh, perfection, which but. is absolutely the source of it all, but there's a kind of uh, that ever-present perfection expresses itself in the relative world in you know countless ways, just awareness itself in manifest terms, and yes. the moving life force are expressions of that perfection. So deeper than your disturbance is a deeper well-being. But right. the nervous system will constellate around that interpretation of things in a way that will begin to cauterize the nerve endings that would be picking up the actual reality of our predicament. And so deeper than, you know, that, that in a sense, there's a, a sequence of revelations that deepen us, that take us alternatively into a more profound sobriety and a more profound humor or freedom from the implications of experience and right. resting in the profound okayness and beauty and trustability of this moment and of life itself. Right. So I'm working a certain thing in that aspect of the book to help people deepen and deepen and deepen and neither polarize to the apocalyptic anxiety nor the somewhat complacent denial that are so easily our orientations to all of this. Yeah, and some of the great traditions, of course, ha haven't particularly helped, and, and especially those that arose around the Axial Age, including like Theravada Buddhism and the original Shakya yogic approach. Right. 
because um, they basically just saw, well, I could summarize by saying a very well-known teacher, pioneer in insight meditation in uh, America who was asked, what are you going to do about the environmental crisis? And, and he said, uh, I don't care, I'm getting off. It's like, okay. Um, right. In other words, he's, he's not coming back in the cycle of, of rebirth because he's, he's reaching nirvana, and so he, he doesn't have to deal with samsara at all anymore. And it, not only is that sort of uh, terribly not integral, but it didn't even really fit with subsequent develops in, in the spiritual traditions themselves. So after you had Theravada basically denying all of samsara and saying only nirvana is real, then you had the Mahayana revolution of Nakarjana. They said, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nirvana and samsara are two aspects of the same thing. That which is nirvana is not other than samsara. That which is samsara is not other than nirvana. So there's no getting off. And the Bodhisattva vow is actually a practice not to hide out in the state of cessation known as nirvana, but to come back into a unified nirvana and samsara, and therefore be able to help people who are still in samsara reach reach their own awakening. So that strikes me as what you're talking about is, is, is an eminently sane and, and important approach for people to take that are facing this. And then you also deal with a, sort of a natural response to, to looking at the disaster in samsara of the ecological crisis. And so you, you talk about translating heartbreak into action. And you say the first stage of the journey into spiritual activism is grounded robustly in gratitude and appreciation. In the second stage, we awaken from denial, apprehend the enormity of the challenge before us, and allow a great grieving process to transform the soul. We benefit even from the awful moments of hopelessness, because despair is not just the end of our conventional hope. It's also the beginning point for a new possibility, a third stage, perhaps a kind of unreasonable affirmation. And you talk about the wisdom of grieving. And people often overlook that, but it's really important, isn't it? It's it's at the core of the existential journey that I'm uh, taking my reader through. I think that there are many, many people who, at this point in time, are reading the news or the latest uh, data on temperature or parts per million or extreme weather events and feeling a kind of nagging anxiety that they just don't have any way to integrate. And so they go back and live as if tomorrow was going to be pretty much like yesterday and today without ever facing this. And, and, and therefore we're becoming culturally inauthentic. Uh, our inability to integrate all our data begins to falsify our very way of being. And that is a, is a moral crisis in the hearts of many, many people, many postmodern, uh, thinkers. And I, I want to offer, a, a real alternative to that dead end, uh, at a, at a moral and existential level for my reader. Right. In the course of that, you end up talking about the soul of activism. And we'll get to a discussion about what you mean by soul in a minute. But what you're talking about here is that real activism is, is built not on anger, but on care. In the sense that it's love in action. And that's an incredibly important point as well. And it also points out a parallel stance, which is, as you say, the attitudes of victimhood and grievance 
are not empowering us. They are not psychologically healthy, and they certainly don't help us communicate effectively. This is why inner work is so necessary. The inner work is often the remedy to the ailments common in activists. Clearly, we must move towards a convergence of the inner work and the outer work. This implies a life of practice and a truly integral revolution of the being. Those common responses of, of anger and then victimhood and, and grievance do tend to be probably the most prevalent responses that a lot of activists have. And so you're recommending that in particular in those cases, but really what all actors should be doing is indeed working to integrate and combine both inner work and outer work. Uh, and that in itself is, is strikingly a, a relatively new message. It's so overdue. It's probably the most accessible aspect of the message of this book, and it's right. one that I hope can reach and, and I, I think there are a lot of people beginning to mature out of some of the dead ends of uh, postmodern worldview who are sensing all of this and who are ready to hear this. So they're an important, you know, there are a number of different audiences for this book, but they're one of the important audiences I hope it will reach. Hey, Corey DeVos here from Integral Life. I hope you enjoyed this excerpt from Terry and Ken's discussion of sacred activism, and I invite you to come check out the rest of their three-hour conversation over at IntegralLife.com. You can become a member for only $1, which will allow you to listen to the rest of this discussion, as well as everything else in our digital archives. Take your first step into a more integral life and become a member today.